White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading platforms for contemporary art. Hello, my name is Rena O, oh, and I am a guest host for White Hot Magazine podcasts, one of the leading platforms bringing lively discussions of innovative and engaging fine artists, thought leaders, and active creatives, which is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Here in the art world, I am delighted to interview Israeli artist Mirhad, who is known for combining beauty with sadness. He is currently exhibiting the show entitled Exile at Govlock Gallery in West Palm Beach, Florida. This show is running until April 21st, 2022. Today I am sitting down with Nir inside his studio to talk about the evolution of his work, beginning with the Forever series. Other collections include The Night You Left, Genius, Mother, Once Everything Was Much Better, Even the Future, I Love You Nina, The Life We Left Behind, and The Life We Left Behind. He is giving us a preview of his ever-changing work, and I am getting an insider's exclusive peek of this newer style he will be making. While speaking perhaps for the first time, the truth behind all of his works. Nier describes the way he draws and seduces his audience into loving the forbidden and taboo subjects. He does so by drawing viewers with this mix of beauty and sadness that is a reoccurring song he is known for. His work to me is a visual symphony taking ordinary objects, tragedy, drama, pop culture, and ordinary life, giving a new perspective to the otherwise mundane subjects. As Shakespeare did with stories, Nier does with the visual creations. His work has evolved into a full circle as he describes us. The first time I saw Nier's work in his meatpacking district studio, that was two decades ago. I would say his paintings had me at hello. I immediately became infatuated to the point of obsession. And during that time, he was depicting the beauty of the ongoing conflict between Israel and Palestine that was inspired by daily observations while growing up in Tel Aviv. He describes himself as an artist and storyteller with dramatic symbolism obscured in multiple layers seeming shallow at a first glance, then discovering the hidden over time. He has been making chrome mixed with remnants of his previous life for the last five years. His work is moving back into the figurative style while showing the new elements through his use of desaturated colors. This monochromatic work is inspired by the memories of the past he's discovered in vintage items, such as photographs, stories, tragedy, and color. He's not afraid of going there and diving into controversial areas we are forbidden at times and scrutinize for discussing. He tells me one of his paintings is of the gas chamber at Auschwitz, with scratches made by the women as they inhale their last breath, leading to death. We discussed mental asylum color schemes He calls the color green a fucked up Tiffany color. These are memories that he is storytelling. 
the persona of the artist is equally dramatic, who's often filled with a deep sense of sadness, and the work is simply a manifestation of the self. Today I see Nier who's traveled through spiritual growth, and I see a wisdom in the way he speaks, in the way he paints, and the way he lives. I am so grateful to be here today and hearing his verbal descriptions and it's something that's been hidden for a long time. He feels ready to speak candidly about all these subjects, and that is the evolution coming into a full circle. And if you don't hear too much from me during the interview, that's because Nier simply answered most of my prepared questions. The discussion fared pretty well, and it was a very fluid, timeless meeting with an old friend. So let's take a journey into the evolution of the work by Nirhad and time travel into the past, also visualizing a future that is yet to come. Hi, this is Rina, and I am here with Nirhad, um, whom I've known for a very long time. And we are going to talk about the evolution of this work. He currently has an exhibit um, in West Palm Beach. It's called Exile, and it's at the Gavlak Gallery. So welcome, Nir. Hi, Reno. Um, so tell me what you're showing right now in Palm Beach. So the show Exile, it's uh, some chrome paintings. The chrome paintings, it's this value of work that I'm concentrating in the last five years, but especially the last year and a half, it went into this kind of state where I really satisfy and I feel that I know exactly what I want from the painting, also almost like what the painting wants for me in terms of the narrative, the attitude of the painting, the color combination, even the story changed a little bit. Uh, two paintings, but it's something new that I started to make, like this monochromatic paintings based on historical images but they give them some kind of a twist and a sculpture called the poem, which is uh, uh, a reference to a, a wall, a remain of a home, and have a double side. One side it's very dirty, represent life, war, death, Holocaust, Mexico, Alcatraz, so many subjects we live, and it's part of our life. And the other one, it's a beautiful painting of a landscape of the sea, the beach where you used to come, all these immigrants used to come through this beach in Israel. And like sometimes life in one step in a different place and environment. So it's called home because home can be, especially now when we see in Ukraine, in one day, one second even, something completely different visually and conceptually. That's beautiful. I, I do love that piece um, called Home. I, I did see some of it here when yeah. I came to visit the last time and you showed me photographs. It's interesting that I'm doing it for like maybe five years already. And of course there is candles because I really like like death of celebrities or like uh, grave of like important people from rabbis into, into uh, leaders. When people, you know, emotionally goes there, and beside like the tears and the emotion, you also put the candle. Candles is something that I always like. 
And so this wall, people in the show can come and put candles and light the candle. And when somebody buys it, it builds itself with the time. So what I'm saying is it's interesting how every time that I'm building these walls called home, something happened in the world. Like it happened now with Ukraine. I had it in the studio for four months already. And some people came late and said, how do you do it so fast? And I said, it's not so fast. I like that, not in this case, but when life imitates art. Because I always like this idea when you have a talent and you use your talent as an artist. And I think the next step or the final stage is when the talent starts to use you and you become a victim of your talent and your art. So in that case, it's amazing how all these images that we see now on the news and the TV, social media, look so much like this world called It does indeed. Um, it does indeed. And, and I, I sort of see remnants of, of your forever collection and the conflict area where you grew up in. Um, there's a bit of sadness in every collection that you've made. Yeah, art for me, it's something um, sad. I mean, beauty for me, it's something very feminine and very sad. If you look at old masters, if you see the best movies, if you hear the songs I grew up, it's always nice to see, to look at life in some kind of like heartbroken mood or filter when everything is so sad and at the same time so beautiful. And uh, even when you think about the painting, the word painting is part of a painting. So for me, Art is something that's supposed to touch people's heart. And when you touch people's heart in the right way, it needs to be said. But at the same time, it's beautiful. This is some kind of manipulation to tell the truth because so many people don't like to hear the truth. The truth is not comfortable. That's why I like this subject of Holocaust, death, drugs. I like to take heavy stuff, forbidden subject, and give them some kind of a twist and to tell the story in a very kind of like human, emotional way where you fall in love with something you're not supposed to. So many times, so many times people said to me, you know, I really like this. I didn't think that I can like this kind of subject or this kind of aesthetic. And I think this is the power of good art that it can change. I'm not saying your life. Sometimes it's very naive to think so. But if it changes something about you that opens some door to another world, I think this is so, this is so amazing. So for me, it has changed my life. Just to let you know, after That's amazing. after meeting you and coming to your studio a couple of times. Thank you. I hope in a good way. No, but, of course, in a good way. But what I'm saying is, you know, so many. You know, when I started, I wanted to. It's almost like I started to choose things, and I said, you know, to be a rock star, for me, that when I was young, it was quite easy. Because I had all this kind of like attitude and the poems I wrote and then I published a book and it became a cult book for teenagers and people said, you must do something, you must, you know, you have this kind of way to touch people. And I said, you know, I want to compete with all these songs that change, all these movies, all these books, because it's so easy to play on the piano, to close your eyes and to say I love you in that in a nice way and everybody says, oh, this is so exciting. It's very hard to get tears or hugs from paintings. And I said, I want to take this kind of like film and to bring this kind of life and attitude into this. Do you have a favorite singer, actor, or writer? You know something? 
it depends on you ask. I think it's such a big question. It's almost like as a, as a, people see me as a painter, which I don't like to be called painter. I see myself as an artist, as a storyteller. I cannot say which color I like. Look at my studio, all these green colors and gray. I'm telling you that maybe till like two and a half, three years ago, I didn't have it, even have green colors at my studio. I'm not saying in my paintings. So it's something that changed. And, and you know how many songs I said I cannot listen to it anymore. I cannot like this genre. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm obsessed. So I prefer not to say which one because it depends what you ask me. Yeah, um, I'm a bit obsessed with your work. I always have been since the first time I came to your studio. It, it really emotionally touched me. Yeah, when we met, I remember this body of works. It was so influenced and so, I felt like, so emotional. When I went to, my studio was in the mid-back, and when I was to, I went to a youth square and you see all these like, flowers and letters and candles and all these like, people show so much emotion and said, you know, I must do something about it. I became obsessed. I think that this was the first time that we really understand the meaning of flowers or the meaning of candles and the meaning of tears and at the same time the meaning of life. I really appreciate life after that in a way that I, I didn't I didn't have it before. So all these paintings were so influenced by the events of 9-11 and what came and what came after that. Because there was a certain time in the world that everything was so sad but so beautiful. People were so nice to each other. The radio was much more quiet. The songs, you know, the first thing I moved to New York, people said to me, what is this song? So you were a child, or like, a, like a broken heart, uh, like a teenager. And all of a sudden, after 9-11, they came and said, wow, this music is so beautiful because they were in a different mood and different energy. And it's something that really influenced me till now. It's another layer, another voice that still, I keep it, like I hold it. It's almost like, you know, when you grow up, you know, there is moments that you try to still hold these kind of moments like of a teenager that you still kind of obsessed with everything in life and you still have this excitement because there's a time we lose it. So I really working on myself to keep these elements of aesthetic and energy and feelings. So I kind of, I do see the, the remnants of the flowers and some of your evolving work, like the painting behind you right now, they're almost like shadows of the flowers you painted before. And yeah. now you're transitioning to this newer work, which is more monochromatic. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So the way I see myself walking, it's, it's first, it's in circles. It's almost like circle of life. I mean, when I walk in Genesis, I understand the circle of life in many ways. It's almost from knowledge to beauty, power, and money. At some point, you go back to this point when you have enough money that you don't need the right power, the right watch, the right clothes, because you're rich. And if but you're standing at the same time, you look and you behave, or almost like when people meet you, you try to hide, you go back to people with no money in the, in the circle. It's also about when I walked in the geniuses, I was obsessed with genius people. Most of them, they isolated from society because people don't understand them or they don't have people to talk with them on the same level. Some of them don't even, cannot even put shoes by themselves because they are geniuses. 
But it goes back to the words like autist in a nice way it's standing, you know, where you're different. And it's also like the most beautiful people, they stay long, you feel afraid of them, so it's exactly like you're hunting. So there is a way, there is a place where worlds meet. And it's also when you look at, when I walked on Mother, the painting that based on the iconic photo from the Holocaust, the boy from us together, I had a lot of images of scratches on the wall, for example. The people scratched with the nails for the last minute in their life, their pain, they screamed their life on these walls. And when I see this, you know, I didn't even know that this, these are the walls. So I, I was, I like to, you know, to melt into like very dark images, historical images, it could be like in heaven, different walls, different walls, World War II, World War One. And when I discovered these images, I said, wow, this is so, I'm sorry to say that, but there is something even sexy about it. I didn't read, because many times I like to function as a child, because child has a very pure mind, and out. It's almost like there's no bad or good. Everything is available, and everything is attractive. They, you know, they teach you how to behave, and how to live your life in the right way. But what is the right way? So when I see these images, many times, I don't care if it's Jewish or it's German, if it's war, if it's peace, if it's no matter what, I like to see, it's almost like what Warhol said. He said, beauty is the truth for me. So I look at all these images and I show it to some people and they say, wow, this is so sexy, or this looks like Soho House, this looks like Alexander McQueen. This looks so many things. And one day I discovered that it's the walls, it's the walls from the gas chambers. And I said, wow, this is so crazy that for two years I'm looking at these walls and I see different things. I didn't even know that it come, it come, this is where it comes from. So I feel secure enough as a person to go into these places. And lately when I walk on the chrome paintings, at the beginning, I start with very vivid colors, very rich colors. Like I want to be like, you know, like over the over the top and like fashion and magazines and Photoshop and like everything around me. And slowly, you know, it's almost like what I do with life. You know, it takes the whole life to understand simplicity. I see myself as a very deep person, but in a very shallow way. I start so many things start to fall and start to clean. And I remain with this kind of colors that I remember growing up in Israel. Half of Tel Aviv was like dunes, you know, in the 70s and 80s. And you know the sun and the dune and it, it was close to the beach. It started to change the colors. It's almost like colors, you remember this old barber shop that they used to put like photos of model on the windows. Yeah. And then the sun turned them into like very kind of blue, green, like some really good colors, almost of like decay. And I start to look at about some, I collect a lot of images on the computer and also in general. It used to start with magazines and then Polaroids and old books. So I discovered that, you know, this kind of colors, this kind of green, pink even, gray, that they used to on submarines during the Cold War. And I was obsessed with these colors. Then I discovered these colors in mental institutions and in hospitals in the 50s, in the 40s, in dining rooms, 
in different different kind of places where people used to have life or save life or preserve life these colors of colors repeat themselves and they are like kind of like almost like fucked up like Tiffany colors when you see it in this yeah, kind of context you know when people say to me oh these are so beautiful it's Tiffany and then I show them they feel some kind of in this twilight and this is what happened with the walls there is parallel world that it exists in ourself or in the outside world that sometimes the most luxury and the most like dirty scary even disgusting they have the same kind of colors and it's very interesting it's almost like where beauty meets death and try to kill the the life or where life is so powerful and they try to kill themselves by this but by and going back into some kind of like death and it's interesting how these colors in different contexts function because they are the same colors so I like this like kind of like submarines old boats like um, tankers that they move gas gas and oil Tiffany Versailles different kind of palaces and the same time these abandoned places that they don't exist anymore or they completely changing and slowly we go back to these like old hospitals prisons and uh, mental institutions because for me the surface of my works in general for the, all my history as an artist it's always very seductive and very beautiful and I like once you get the viewer to like it then you understand that there's so many dark layers under it and it's not what the outside represents but this is for me a manipulation to catch the, your eye or your heart as a viewer well you caught my eye thank you and I keep coming back to see more I know and thank you so much for this I appreciate this um, you have a few exhibits coming up can you tell us where they're going to be yeah so I have a show on uh, opening in uh, June in Tokyo where it's the first time after after uh, Palm Beach that I'm showing more of these monochromatic paintings I will tell you when I started with the chrome paintings I had a show at Con Gallery two years ago during the pandemic it was I think maybe 16 big paintings and I never really wanted to combine other paintings and this is what I'm doing right now because the model was always the shadow painting of Warhol or the Dia Pico, that you have just like this body of work and that's And slowly, these chrome paintings, that they represent figurative, actually. I see them as a figurative because once you're standing in front of them, or even if you don't standing in front of them, they always reflect something. They will reflect interiors or you the viewer so i see them as metaphoric a new metaphorical figurative paintings especially in the time where we live today that everything became meta and everything became hologram and everything is artificial intelligence and virtual reality so the world that we knew or the world that we exist has like so many kind of like layers and there's no truth anymore or there's no originality through these strong paintings and all these elements that I just mentioned, I wanted to go back into a painting. So the chrome painting support the figurative, 
paintings and figurative paintings, support the chrome paintings, and at some point they just feel some kind of like the illusion and the effect that I'm talking about. Beside that, I'm a, I like to paint. I didn't paint for so long. At some point I said, I cannot, I can't. I mean, it's almost like, it's like food. I need to, I need to eat, I need to eat this kind of food. This so, is, are you telling me that there was some uh, a point where you did not paint? I did, I paint the chrome paintings, which is different way of painting. There's other people involved to produce this painting, to create these paintings. It's like five different people involved in each painting. I didn't paint by myself in front of a canvas. I mean, I do the other painting, of course. And I think that I found so for a long time actually I thought what kind of paintings I can do. That's why slowly the, the chrome paintings turned into very monochromatic. Paintings and from this monochromatic paints that I mix all these oil paints, I said, Wow, I must do something with this kind of paintings. I really am obsessed with these colors. And slowly I went into this kind of very emotional, they based on historical photos, iconic photos, or unknown photos. And with some kind of twist that I give them, I create new history or new historical historical images, very emotional, very kind of like uh, human. They have something very disturbing, but in a very uh, beautiful, uh, soft way. So I think that for the first time since I started the chrome paintings, I found a way to go back into paintings. As I said, you are always goes in circles. And I see myself as a storyteller. I feel that through these chrome paintings, I really made the stories and so many things that I had to say and new things that I didn't know that I would say through these chrome paintings. And at some point, I feel that I need to go into different paintings. But I would love to show them together. And this is the show in Tokyo. And I started it in Palm Beach. So, at some point in my career, I understand that I'm a storyteller, I'm an image maker. This element of craft, it's very important for me. When I had the show Mother, or even some of the works that you saw first time at my studio, people said to me, how do you do this? This is a print, this is silk screen, this is a mirror, this is like, how do you do? And it was very important for me to always, this question of how do you do this? Because I see, my, I see a good artist as a magician. But at the same time, there's no magic, no? Because once you know the magic, you say, oh, you know, I wish I didn't know the magic because you still have this kind of like feelings and you're so excited and you're obsessed with to know what's, how you do this. So, so many people ask me about the chrome paintings, for example. How do you do this? And what's behind it? And what's the materials? And it's something that it developed very accidental. So slowly I exposed the technique because it would be pathetic if somebody would now try to copy this. So I don't mind so much. And also, it helped me to go into the next body of works. So what I want to say is like at some point I said to myself, you know, I don't want to, to do like the same paintings over and over again and so many great, amazing artists. But at the same time, it's some kind of repetition. And for me, 
the narrative, the storytelling, and also the body of thought is something very important for me. Some people had problem at the beginning. They said, what's the connection between these paintings and this sculpture, and this body of works, and this body of works? I see that in your work. I, I see the evolution of the artist. Um, you have definitely evolved. When you first came to New York, you had all these big aspirations, and, and our conversations were very different. Now you have this wisdom that I didn't really hear before. Thank you. And I love the new work. I think I need to come back to your studio to see the progress. Um, you're getting me obsessed again. <laughs> you know something, for example, what I really like, and it goes back to what we talked, when you see this new work of the naked girl, you know, everybody said, oh, this is so beautiful, and we like how you see, you see her through something very, it's almost how you see yourself on the chrome painting. The chrome, the, the chrome paintings makes everybody really beautiful. Because you see yourself through this structure and you don't see the age. Which is very much about like Dorian Gray, the same thing that it's about Holocaust, or it's about luxury wall, about palaces, about interior. It has so many elements. And I like what's going on now. When people see it and then I tell them the story where it comes from, that it's based on some kind of images that I found of Nazi photographers and they took pictures of naked girls going to the shower and then they killed them. They told them that they go to the shower, that's what they thought, and then they killed them. And I put it, and I start to paint it in something that looks like almost like a window store of Tiffany or Cartier, combined with like an open door of a water train, and this naked girl. And they said, this is so beautiful. And then some of them even talk with me about their body, about their ass, about their like skin tone. And when I tell them what they came from, they said, oh my God, I cannot believe that this is how I talk about it. And I said, you know, this is how I want to talk about it, because this is what it is. It's about beautiful girl, women, in very kind of like mysterious moment and environment. And when you don't have information, so many times you're falling in love with something you're not supposed to fall in love with. This is our nature. This is our truth. And that's what I like to expose. And... I like when there is this kind of almost twilight zone because this is art. Art sometimes it's so, something so imaginary. Sometimes it's so much about the real life. Sometimes it's the truth. But it's sitting like and it's untouchable. And that's what art is for. I really see that you, you're quite the romancer in, in the way that you intoxicate people with your work. Yeah, I mean, that's what, <laughs> happened, to me with, that's what happened to me actually with all the things that uh, I liked since I'm a child till now in life. It can be from people, stories, objects, cars, art, whatever, you know, you became a victim of your desire. But Nir, you're like a drug. We become addicted to your work. This is something I cannot tell. <laughs> you're a good drug. <laughs> yeah, drugs in the right quantity, something. Well, let's talk about your coasters. Um, the coasters that you've been making. and Yeah, so it's interesting. Part of, I mean, I have this body of work that I used to do. From time to time, I, from time, to time, I continue to do this. I mean, I continue to do all this body of works because at some point I would love to have a bigger perspective. And one time 
I painted and I had like black mirror at my studio because they shoot me for some magazine in Israel and the photographer said, let's do some narcissist photo that you reflect in this, in this mirror. At that time I didn't do this chrome paintings. And this mirror was at my studio and I painted some, something and the, two days after a friend of mine said, he said, wow, look at this, it looks like cocaine on the mirror. And I said, it looks like that, you know? <laughs> Because there was a split, like some kind of like from the brush or something, it looks like almost like powder in this mirror. And I said, you know, it gave me the idea to do this body of box without this title of like cocaine on black mirror. The cocaine painting, of course, I was always like the Fontana paintings. I like minimalism. At that time, I didn't like minimalism. These paintings of the, of the, of the cocaine from the night you left, from the lights, teach me how to appreciate and to like minimalism out. I've actually seen people, um, you may not even know them on Instagram, comment and talk about your coasters. And, and all the time. All the time. Almost, like almost every day I'm getting videos from people I don't know on Instagram that they're doing cocaine with this, they try <laughs> to do cocaine. And I like it. So then it was quite popular. It was in a very great show in, in Albert Knox Museum and in Flag Art Foundation that Lisa Denison curated. And people start to buy this for. At some point, when I showed this uh, casting gallery, my friend Polina, Polina that used to run the, the shop, said, let's do a coaster. Let's do something with this box. People really like this cocaine painting. And we did these coasters. And I called it the night, the, the night you left. So for me, it's not really about drugs. It's much more about hard work and it's about minimalism. It's about culture. It's not about some girls jumping at Cipriani uh, tables or Studio 54. It's the opposite. I like to represent this time. I like the title, the scent of the night you left. And I always, and inside it says to Anna with love, 1939, which is crazy, but it's reference to Anna Frank. Because I always thought about her as, as a big influence. From the windows that you see in these cold paintings till to the night you left. So the night you left can be a love story that you just broke up with your girlfriend, your husband, whatever, the night you left. And when you see this title, this sentence, the night you left with the remaining of lines of cocaine, for me it's about emptiness, it's about art, it's about culture, it's about something very emotional. It's not about being like kind of like seven to it's not about being an party boy or celebration the opposite. And I use and I may, I know some people that have this kind of lifestyle and said, you know, I really love to buy this, but I can't because people know that I like drugs, I cannot put it in my house. <laughs> and people the most conservative people in America, they buy this book and they put it in in the living room, dining room, some of them in the bedroom. Because they never did drugs, and they said, you know something, I really like to look at it, I feel a rock star. And it's interesting, I never thought about this sentiment. I like the controversy behind, yeah. Yeah, of course. you know, and the we reaction. Are, we all like it. It's almost like, I feel many times as a doctor, you know, that you, you don't have rules, but you need to have like above the rules. You have to treat everybody the same, it doesn't matter who they are, what age, beauty, sex, or whatever. And when I do this, it's almost like when you're making food, at some point you lose your appetizer, you don't want to eat anymore, you just want to feed people. So it kept me away. All this subject matter that I'm working on, I mean, it used, I used to be so much part of it. Now I feel like that I, I became story work for me, and I keep myself very clean, almost like innocence, so I can go really deep into this.
this kind of subject matters and this kind of like outcomes. I love it. I love all of it. So you have another show coming up after Tokyo, and that's in Los Angeles. Yeah, Con Gallery. And when is that taking place? In the fall. In the fall. Do you have dates? I will know soon, just because of the production of two sculptures. So I just want to make sure that they have uh, the works ready. But it's supposed to be summer in the fall. I already have the name for the show. So how many shows have you had in New York so far? Not enough. Not enough. I had <laughs> uh, shows. Uh, the last few weeks it was important for me to show outside of New York, like more in like Asia, in Los Angeles. I'm gonna have two shows next year in Berlin also and in Finland. Uh, I'm working on something for Israel, and uh, at some point I want to have a very big show in New York. I think you should definitely have a really big show. Yeah, uh, I, I want to have the show I want, so I'm working on it. But uh, it was important for me the last few years first to develop new body of works like wrong paintings. I felt that it took me like maybe four years just to go into this moment or place where I can start to show these works. And uh, at some point I want to have the show I want in New York. I, I really love your new stuff. This is this is a story that you've been waiting to tell for a very long time. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it's it's the truth behind all of your work. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's like you're you're finally telling us what it all means. Absolutely. Al- although it's it's always been there. Yes, but it's also you know something. It's almost like life. You understand life from a different place. Once you have children, once you have family, once you see the world in your frame, once it's winter, once it's summer, you all the time you know a new observation or know a knowledge acknowledgement. And I feel that I was so, this, you know, the pandemic was one of the best times in my life for me. And it was definitely the best. I really enjoyed New York. Like I never enjoyed New York since I moved here. It was time for me to concentrate. I just, I lived in my studio. I didn't leave the studio. And with this title, the life we left behind of this world and what's going on outside, it became so poetic and so realistic at the same time that... I felt that all these like tools bring me the right kind of like I don't even know the the words bigger than words, but I feel that it was necessary. I feel that it put me in such a good place with myself and with my art, and I feel that it's almost like came out from my art into my life which I always ask for this place because as an artist you give so much for your art and it's so nice that you start as I told you, you can a victim of it and the art start to almost like change your life. I remember years ago you told me that in Israel they, they see you as a celebrity of a sort. Used to. <laughs> Used to be? I'm not you, there for a long time. Not, not anymore? I mean, I'm not there. I'm not even brought to Israel. So in the last five years, I've been there twice. And now it became also different life with all these social media and like reality shows. We have like also at the same time, I don't know if it's good to be a celebrity or not because it's like... But, you know, I, I meet people... It's not, not, it's not really important. People become celebrities today. But I meet people all the time um, that are from Israel and I always ask them, do you, do you know this artist, Nirhad? And they all know who you are. 
Yeah, because I did a lot of things that they were not like uh, part of the culture there. It was something new, not just me, it was new singers, new, it was new kind of culture in Tel Aviv that changed, changed the country uh, and changed especially the outward and the culture, which it was a great time. But so many things change right now, but I'm so happy to know that. That's great. Um, and I feel privileged, you know, because a lot of people, you know, just became successful or different. A lot of people hate you in the beginning. And what I like about it now, that people said, you know, we learned so much or it takes us time to understand what you did and it became so relevant to us and you opened for us a lot of bridges and doors. This is for me a privilege uh, thing to hear. And I'm so happy about this. That's great. I, I remember you used to paint a ton of self-portraits. And I sort of think I'm seeing some of it in your sculptures. Are any of them self-portraits? You know something, even when you're standing in front of these chrome paintings, you see yourself. So when I'm standing in front of it, I still see myself, you know. But at the same time, yes, I mean, I think me as a person or as an artist, I cannot escape from myself and so many things that I, I do. And I don't see any connection to myself. Some people said, they said, oh, it looks so much like you. It has the same kind of attitude that you have. It reminds me of you. So I guess it's built in. I don't know how to explain it. I don't even try to explain it. It's okay. It's you don't have to explain it. No, no, I'm not trying. Something, you know, so many things that I told you even about this world. When I start to read about this world of Auschwitz and the glass chambers, it's almost like blue the fantasy. I don't even go to Auschwitz. I don't want to go there. So many times I was on the way and I said, no, I won't walk from a memory. And many times my memory is imaginary memory. And this is also the diplomatic paintings. I have memories from these events of the history. So I see some, some pictures and some images, but it's important for me at some point not to have this knowledge because so many times knowledge came with the idea and the fantasy. Well, thank you so much, Nier, um, for taking us through the evolution of your work. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you. It's felt it's so nice to work with you. I appreciate this and I'm so happy that you still like my art. I love your art. And it's really nice to talk to you, seriously. Yeah, I'm obsessed with your work. Thank you. Hopefully you'll invite me back to see the new work. Anytime. Okay. Thank you, Nia. Thank you very much.